we keep keep looking at the numbers coming out, and they're just astounding. You know, the Federal Reserve has jacked up interest rates 500 basis points, five percentage points, trying to slow this economy down. We've seen mortgage rates more than double, and new home sales surged in the month of May. They were up over 12%. Year over year, up 20%. I have no idea what's going on, but I know who does. Chris Kelly, who we used to know as the CEO of Ebby Halliday Companies, is now executive chairman of Ebby Halliday, and he's executive vice president of Home Services of America. He joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. David, thanks for having me. Great to talk to you. Thank you. So, so home services, just to, to jog people's memory, I mean, you do the brokerage, you do the mortgage, you do franchising, you do title, you escrow, insurance, relocation, everything related to housing. So what's going on with this housing market? Why won't it die? The Fed's tried to kill it. Yeah, I mean, we certainly went through what we would now kind of affectionately refer to the unicorn years of 2020 and 2021 and the start of 2022. And then when mortgage rates spiked, uh, we certainly saw a dramatic slowdown in housing. Uh, and as a reminder, 70% of all sellers are also buyers. And so when you, it's not surprising to see demand and inventory correlate with one another um, when we saw that pull back. But unlike stocks and other investments, housing has an emotional component to it that a lot of people that are prognosticators just simply forget about. And people get married, they get divorced, they become empty nesters, their jobs change, whatever it might be. There are always an emotional component to moving. And eventually, people start readjusting to what the new norm is, regardless of interest rates sometimes. And if they don't have to move, if they don't, you know, haven't been relocated from Texas to Florida or something, I mean, I think you'd be nuts to sell a house if you've got a 3%. What is it? Over half the people in the United States of America have a mortgage rate in the threes and the twos. And how could you walk away from something like that? Yeah, and, and I think it's good to put things in perspective here. We're not talking about the housing market from a year and a half ago. We're just seeing it come off the lows that we really did hit, let's say, the end of last year and the start of this year. Uh, we're starting to see some seasonality return back to the housing market, not back to where it was. But, yes, there is the theory of the mortgage rate lockdown, which is, you know, I have a three or sub three mortgage, why would I move at this point? And that's certainly there is a demographic and a good percentage of people that feel that way right now. If I don't have to, I'm not going to give up that mortgage rate. But on the other side of that, there are a lot of people that still have those life circumstances happening yeah. where they move and they end up, you know, they, they make it work with the mortgage rate. And I think it's also important to keep in mind that the published mortgage rate that you see in the headlines is often not what the actual person is paying. You know, based on your credit score that comes down, uh, builders and sellers can do temporary or permanent rate buy downs. So when you see a 7% mortgage, it doesn't mean everyone buying a house now is buying at 7%. You're, we're, seeing, uh, we're seeing the home builders just build as fast as possible. In fact, right after these numbers came up, all the, you know, the lumber companies and gypsum companies and the DR Hortons of the world, everybody went up because they're building new houses. You're in a position now where you look at insurance and escrow and titling, you know, for not just existing homes that are being sold, but for new homes. So how much of this is new home activity? A lot of it. So in a normalized market, you would see new homes account for only about 12 to 15 percent of all home sales. Currently, you're seeing that and especially and I think the Dallas or broader North Texas market is a great example of this because we have a lot of those those large builders that you just mentioned we're looking at 30 percent so double 30 percent of all home sales right now um, are new home sales and part of it is one the builders are creating the inventory but two 
as there's less inventory in the resale market, a lot of buyers don't have anywhere else to turn but to new construction. And so we're seeing, you know, double the amount, the percentage amount of new construction take place for the entire housing sale market. You know, the other thing that we saw earlier this week is consumer confidence had a 17-month high, which, again, maybe you're coming off a low base, but it's still – you know, 109.7 versus an expected 103.8. I think I think that's just astounding. Is that a global phenomenon? Oh, well, is that a lower 48 phenomenon? Because you can look at all of the United States and all the businesses that uh, that home services does. Yeah, when you look at housing, there is a regional and geographic component to this. If you get to the San Francisco and Seattle markets, those ones are further down than almost any other market. Anything in the Sun Belt is up. You know, there's a couple outliers in there. Austin would be d- the most dramatic down year over year in the Sunbelt region, but it was also the one that was the highest up during those unicorn years that I mentioned. Um, so perspective does matter. And I think the consumer confidence comes from the fact that, yes, even if home sale values are down, let's say, 2 to 4% from last year to this year, they're still up 49% since 2019. So when someone looks at their mortgage payment and their balance versus what the equity they have in their home, you're going to feel pretty good about that. You know, the condominium business is the thing that's turned around here. I mean, I've I've been here in this area, North Texas, for a long time, and people wouldn't touch a condominium. There was one that was built that was successful, 3525, down on Turtle Creek, and the rest of them all folded, went bankrupt. Now, they're they're like cookie cutters. Is that where the is that fulfilling the demand? For certainly, if you again, uh, new construction, high rise living, those are high rise living was one of those ones during during COVID. We thought everybody's moving out. Yeah. Nobody wants to have any type of communal type you know interactions with other humans. Um, we saw that return fairly quickly. Um, Dallas and, and a lot of our surrounding communities have done a great job of creating some community around those types of living situations. You think about uptown. So you're seeing a big attraction back to that. And and the nice thing about it is you're seeing it in multiple demographics, right? You're seeing younger buyers and you're also seeing some older buyers that that might be my second place when I don't, I want lock and leave because I spend part of the year somewhere else. And then when I'm in Dallas, I just want to be able to go in and out of a great place that has a lot of amenities. It's a remarkable market. I, I the uh, the obituary writers were clearly wrong. I think the housing market looks like it's resilient. It's come back and it's going to be around for a while. Yeah, and I think it's to the frustration of the Federal Reserve to some degree, <laughs> um, because they certainly we were the first industry impacted by their actions. And I think the last thing they seem to be waiting for is to try to break the labor market. But that stayed pretty resilient as well. Yep. Yeah, well, maybe we can just get along. It, it looks like we're seeing. You know, inflation moderates, so maybe they can declare victory and go off. Look, uh, congratulations again. Chris Kelly is now the executive vice president for Home Services of America and has all, what, all 50 is your, your purview? There's a, I think we're in 48 technically franchise. We're in all 50, but uh, company owned, we've got a few more to go. And you've got deep pockets. You get to go to your Dairy Queen with Warren Buffett whenever you want to now, right? <laughs> We were at the shareholder meeting uh, just a couple months ago, and there's lots of Dairy Queen stands around. And a lot of C's candies, I would think. Chris Kelly, our guest today. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.